personality of wrestling superstar, and you're listening to the Atomic Podcast, where Efren blows up the news on a verbal scale. Intellectual simulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, and here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on a verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman, and my guest today, she's independent wrestling sensation, and she'll be at the Sabotage event, Miss Kylie Ray. How you doing, Kylie? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good in the Midwest. Very hot, very muggy country thunders coming up soon, so it's a lot of traffic out here with everybody going to like you know the shows and seeing the country singers um how about your neck of the woods oh uh, let's see well, i actually just moved back up to chicago like i don't know a week ago i guess but, yeah i got back like i think three days ago so i'm still uh getting used to what's going on up here you know i lived here like all my life but i moved to houston like two years ago or a year and a half ago and then just got back up to chicago so i actually got a show tonight uh downtown uh, for freelance wrestling, so I'm just getting ready for that. Oh, wait, so you're originally from Chicago, and you moved to Houston, and you're wrestling in Chicago, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. I go back and forth, like, way too much, and it's not like it's just an hour away. It's a good, like, 17 hours away, so it's yeah. fine, though. I enjoy it. Yeah, you see, me, originally, because we talked about this before we got on the air, I'm originally from New York City, and um, moving from New York City, from the Big Apple, the mecca of, like, all cities, to come to the small you know, country area where I'm at at Twin, you know, Twin Lakes for now, um, it's, it's just so different. It's like night and day, um, going from Chicago to Houston. How was that like for you? Was that like a big, is it, is it, is it like a big culture shock to you? Is Houston really big in like the minorities and is big in culture or is different? Yeah, well, it's a big melting pot and I think they actually just popped or uh, passed up Chicago population wise too so I was already used to having like a lot of people around because uh, Houston's pretty big but the only thing that uh, I think I had a little bit of a culture shock because I moved into Chinatown yeah so <laughs> so yeah I lived in like Chinatown was maybe like a three block uh, radius and I, I moved right in there I didn't know until uh, like the day I moved so I think that's why I had a little bit of a culture shock, but it's definitely opened me up to like so many different cultures, and I kind of appreciate it now, like a lot more than now, because I, I worked at an insurance agency in Chinatown, so uh, it was actually, it was really cool, so I was able to learn about, uh, you know, everybody there was straight from Vietnam, so they kind of, they taught me about everything from like Asia, so it was pretty cool. No, oh, what's your um, ethnicity? Uh, well, let's I'm technically Caucasian or of white descent, but I'm, <laughs> I'm Irish and Norwegian, so um, that's like my my background. But yeah, so got a lot of potatoes and the Vikings and whatnot. <laughs> stereotypical. Ah, okay, okay, that's nice, that's nice. And um, growing up in Chicago, um, how was that like for you in the early days? You know, you're still young, by the way, but, like, you know, growing up there as an early teen, like, what, you know, I know, I mean, New York for me was just amazing, and, you know, taking the train and not knowing how to drive and, um, you know, um, taking the public transportation and playing outside, stick ball and whatnot. Um, how was it, how was your upbringing out there? 
Yeah, like in like the alleys and whatnot. Well, I don't know. Does New, does New York have alleys? Like Chicago. Uh, in Chicago, it's really big. I like they have a lot of alleys and whatnot. And you just kind of run around and then play at parks and whatnot. But um, yeah, the public transportation, I didn't realize. I think I took all that for granted because I assumed just every city had that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I went to Houston and it's so spread out. And I think they. Like, the only public transportation they have are uh, buses. Like, I think they maybe have, like, one train that makes, like, two stops or something. And I could be wrong, but (laughs) I know they don't have, like, a subway or anything like that. So, uh, I definitely took it for granted because you have to drive everywhere. So, there's, like, so much traffic. And, uh, like, I thought I knew bad traffic in Chicago, but, I don't know, you get down to Houston, it's it's, it's definitely a lot more traffic there. But, um, yeah, there was always something to do in Chicago, like, every weekend, whether you were at, like, the beaches or... You know, going to Cubs games and whatnot. I think uh, my childhood, I, I mostly remember going to Cubs games. And then wrestling events, obviously, it, it was just flooded with wrestling because Chicago is like a huge wrestling city. So, uh, yeah, I pretty much grew up on that. Yeah, um, is, is pro wrestling tease in Chicago, right? Yeah, I actually used to work there. Really? Um, right before I moved to Houston. Yeah, it was, uh, it's on like the... It's in... in Bucktown. So it's in Chicago, but it's in one of like the neighborhoods of Chicago. It's called Bucktown. Yeah, it's it's like the best place I've ever worked. <laughs> Wait, so so how how did you, like, you know, because I talked to, even when I was a teenager, a lot of girls, they always hate wrestling. Oh, wrestling is that fake shit, and this, this, and that. It's always fascinating to me when I talk to someone of, you know, of, who a female who appreciates wrestling. Like, how did you get exposed to it, and when was the, the epiphany you had that you wanted to be a wrestler? Uh, I, don't, I think when I was probably six or seven just growing up there weren't any like gender roles in my house oh. like it wasn't like hey you're a girl you should like this hey you're a boy you should like this it was more so hey i'm a person and i like this mm-hmm. so uh like my dad was a stay-at-home parent and my mom is a pipe fitter so it wasn't like hey girls play with barbies and boys go out and play sports like no all of us growing up my dad raised us to to like whatever we wanted to like so uh he was pretty active so we were also pretty active with him we all played sports growing up and then my older brother and my older sister would watch wrestling and i would uh start watch like watching wrestling with them and then like all the people that i hung out with on the, the block growing up they were all guys because i was into sports so um we would all just watch wrestling it was just a thing to do so uh, i think anybody who goes to a live event or actually sits down and watches a wrestling show it's kind of hard not to love it you know it's it's your childhood and uh eventually the guys kind of grew out of it but i just i never did i always wanted to be a wrestler so it's kind of funny because you know people say oh men are supposed to work and women's supposed to be in the house especially in the midwest like i've noticed it's kind of um kind of backwards in some aspects of it because there's a lot of women that stay home and there's a lot of men that work um as your dad being a stay at home that i it's very commendable because not a lot of men stay home with their kids um did like did like did you notice like i don't know if your friends had their moms that were home or both parents work um did 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 you feel like closer to your dad because you he was always around than your mom or is it like the same type of love yeah, I think I, I felt closer to my dad growing up, uh, but my parents got divorced at a young age as well, so okay. they were both working when we got old enough. Like, when I was in fourth grade, I think they both, or maybe third or fourth grade, they both went back to work, and then, you know, they separated, so we were always on our own, and a lot of 
parents of the kids that I grew up with, like their parents were separated as well. So their parents weren't necessarily always around. So it was more so like my friends were my family. So we, uh, we accepted everybody for who we were. We didn't really, whether our parents believed in something or not, like I was having sleepovers with guys when I was in like fourth and fifth grade. And you know, I, <laughs> once I started getting to middle school and high school, I realized that that wasn't the norm. But for me growing up, that was normal because that's those were my friends. It wasn't like these are my boyfriends and these are my girlfriends. No, they were all just my friends. So I, I, I guess I'm cut from a different cloth because I never once believed in gender roles. No, that's... And I don't care if other people do because I'm not going to change the way I feel just because it makes people feel uncomfortable. And that's what you're supposed to do. Who says that you're supposed to do that? Yeah, you see... Yeah, that's awesome because, like, you know, when I go to, let's say, a Kohl's or a JCPenney, I'll shop with my five-year-old daughter. And, you know, she's looking at the boys' section because she wants a Star Wars shirt because she's sort of like a fan. Like, you know, she knows that I like Star Wars. So it's like, all right, Daddy likes Star Wars. I should like it, too. And she wanted an R2-D2 shirt because it was in the boys' section. And then, you know, my you know my wife is very liberal like that. You know, it's like, hey, you know, if she wants to wear it, she'll wear it. And there's people like, that's that's a boy, elf, boy shirt. Why are you buying that for her? I'm like... Who's to say it's a boy and who's a girl shirt? You know, she likes Star Wars. It's in the boys section. And she wants to wear the shirt. Buy the shirt. She'll wear it. You know, it's it's also like, because I had a lot of toys um, saved up when I, you know, lived in New York. Had a lot of wrestling toys. So I used to give her my wrestling toys and she used to play with it like nothing. You know, and I didn't, you know, nobody ever said, oh, that's a boy's toy. You can't give her that. So what? Let her play with it. Yeah, you know, like it's not. Toy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like actually, you know, I had a I had a Lita toy, so she was just like, you know, instead of doing a moon soul, she just made her crash on the concrete. But you know, she actually just, you know, she played with it, and you know, you're right about that. There's nothing should be tipped like said. Oh, this is for women, and this is for men. It's not like when you, you know, there's. I, like, I know some boys who have, like, Barbie toys, they have Ken. Does that make them a girl because they have a Ken toy? No. They just right, want it because exactly. they like it, you know? So, <laughs> it's funny that you say that, though, because, you know, everything gets classified. This is a boy's stuff and this is a girl's stuff. So, it's amazing, you know? Yeah, you get uh, you definitely get stereotyped. Like, I'll always be able to tell about a certain person when they'll start asking me a question and they'll leave with, oh, why do women do this or mm-hmm. something? along the lines of that and I'm like man don't look at me as a female like don't I'm not defined by my gender I'm not defined by my race I'm just a person I'm a human being so don't ask me about all women in general because I don't know about all women in general I can tell you as a human being what I think but I can't tell you as as what you're going off of because then you're just stereotyping people and that's just ignorant yeah me too you know it always used to bother me like in the wwf like they had the women's championship why do you just can't call it the world championship just like you have the world championship for men you don't call it the men's championship like it should have just been the world championship as well but you know that's little things that's here and there now but it's huge it was like when i first got to reality of wrestling one of my first days of training the uh one of the trainees were talking to me and they're like oh yeah you're gonna be a diamond and I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> What's a diamond? And they're like, oh, that's our women's division. And I'm like, why? I was like, I will never call myself a diamond. I'm not a diamond. They're like, well, what do you want to be called? And I'm like, well, what are you called? Yeah. He's like, a wrestler. I'm like, then call me a wrestler. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's what I am. <laughs> who did you say that to? Uh, one of the kids who I was training with. Yeah. Because that's, uh, that's just how I feel. And not everybody agrees with it. But 
I'm not going to change the way I think just because somebody disagrees with me. Yeah. So tell me then, um, since you're talking about training, how did you get into wrestling and how did you get the training? Like, what steps did you go forward to be to pursue your dream? Yeah, so I was actually, I started training up in Chicago. So mm-hmm. I was going to get my undergrad and I was coming to a point where I was a sophomore in college and I was on a road going nowhere fast and I had nothing else in my life that I was as passionate about as I was when it came to wrestling. I couldn't find any. There was there was nothing I was majoring in, no type of degree that I was even the least bit interested in. And got to a point where uh, my mom wasn't quite on board uh, but then I finally convinced her that if I stayed in school and got my degree while I started training, then I would be able to to wrestle. So, yeah, I started my junior year of college, which was very difficult going as a full-time student, getting my undergrad and training full-time and working three jobs. So, just to support my wrestling habits and my, my college. So, um... Yeah, I, I started, and I actually, I graduated, I think, 2015, so I was already training for about two years, and then that's when I decided to move down to Houston and uh, finish up my training at Booker's. Oh, and how, how was, how like, was you scared? Like, what, like, what was your initial thoughts? Uh, was I scared to start training or scared to move down to Houston? Scared, scared to start training. Uh, yeah, I think there's always that fear of the unknown, but I was ready, because I knew, like, that's what I wanted to do, so I was more so excited, I mean, I was anxious and and nervous, but I was definitely more so excited, so uh, it was actually one of my friends uh, from high school, he started training with this trainer, so he kind of filled me in, and I also, I watched that movie on Netflix called Beyond the Mat. Yeah, oh, okay, yes, yes, it's a classic. So I already kind of had an idea, and then I would hear stories like my friends talking about wrestling and whatnot, because they were within indie wrestling. So I would kind of hear, so I kind of had a good idea as to like what to expect, and like the unwritten rules of wrestling, and uh, yeah, like, yeah, so I I guess you could say I was nervous, but I was more so excited. Oh, so, um... Like, do you have any friends also that wanted to pursue that dream with you, or this is something you alone, like, wanted to do? Uh, no, I think everybody I, like, all of my close friends, they, they were into wrestling when they were younger, and then they grew out of it. But I was really the only one who kind of stayed with it and kept, you know, I was up to date with it and always watched it and always wanted to be a wrestler. I think everybody else was more so... Oh, it's fun to watch, but I don't think I'm ever going to do it. Kind of yeah. Thing. So um, the only two two other people, uh, like the two other friends of mine, they had already started wrestling like two years before I did. So I would say out of my friends who wanted to be a wrestler, I was the last one to do it. And then obviously, like throughout training and throughout the times of me wrestling, I've made more friends within wrestling. But obviously, they were already wrestling at the time. So. Did you had a, a a big big influence on certain wrestlers that you wanted to idolize or be like or said you know or you said I want to be like this person any particular wrestler? Oh yeah, like Shawn Michaels. Yeah. 
percent. That's why, like, I've been super kicking people <laughs> for like seven or eight years now. Oh. But I have only been wrestling for like four, just because, like, I would go to college and randomly super kick people because Shawn Michaels was legitimately my favorite wrestler, him and Macho Man. But um, yeah, definitely Shawn Michaels because he. Uh, I don't know, he's the greatest in-ring performer, so I would I would be in college, and I would just randomly super kick my, my roommates. And, uh, yeah, they didn't even like wrestling, so they, they weren't, uh, we're not friends anymore, let's just say that. Oh, how come you're not friends no more? What happened? What happened? Uh, man, just super kicked him too hard one time. I wasn't trained, and that's what happens when you uh, try to wrestle people, wrestle people and you're not trained. Uh, did, did you ever do any, like, YouTube videos of wrestling, like street wrestling or backyard wrestling or anything like that, or no? No, I did not. I didn't. I mean, I when I was younger, um, obviously with the guys I grew up with, we would like do moves on the trampoline and whatnot. But uh, I never was like in an actual ring when I like I didn't technically yard. I would just do moves on the trampoline. And I remember thinking like, oh man, I would be such a good wrestler because these don't even hurt me. Like they would put me in like certain submissions. <laughs> Like the walls of Jericho, I'm like, man, I'm gonna be such a good wrestler because these don't even hurt. <laughs> I was like, I was also like eight or nine years old, you know. So, yeah, it's funny. Oh, that's awesome. Um, when you first was in a wrestling ring and hitting the the mat, what did it feel like? The initial shock. Uh, probably. I don't want to say the most painful thing in my life, but uh, the consistency of pain within wrestling. Like, I can't remember the last time I woke up and wasn't in pain. Wow. But my first bump, it. Uh, they say that uh, taking a bump is what equivalent to getting hit by a car at like 25 miles per hour or something. I think they say that. Really? Or that's at oh. least what I've been told. And, uh, yeah, I remember... The day after my first day of training, I was driving to school, and my neck was so stiff that I couldn't even look over my shoulder to change lanes. Like, especially that first day, it was, and from running the ropes, I mean, it is, you eventually build up some calluses to it, so I wouldn't say it hurts any less, you just get used to the pain, but it's, wrestling is hands down the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah, it's crazy because if anyone have have seen you, you're in tip top shape, and you know you keep you know your body is basically your money maker. It's 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 what's keeping you going. How do you stay fit and like how do you train and what do you eat? And, you know, for every anybody out there. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I ate a lot today, so I'm kind of <laughs> I need a little boost of self esteem. No, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty much I'm working out at least six to seven times a week and that's between weightlifting and then cardio um and then we train in the ring at night probably from like seven to nine or like eight to ten and i'm there at least i don't know i'd say between three to five times a week so the training you're burning calories you're building muscle there and then the weightlifting in the morning and the cardio in the morning and then you got the shows on the weekend so i'm constantly being active um and then through through the week i only get one cheat day a week but uh i pretty much eat the same thing every day when it's not my cheat day so it's always uh it's always ground chicken and then like broccoli or brown rice or potatoes and uh in the morning it's always egg whites and oatmeal but my cheat day i go absolutely insane (laughs) it's it's 
pizza, it's tacos, quesadillas, it's donuts, ice cream, yeah, so uh, I pretty much suffer six days a week just to get that, get get to that one cheat day, so it's, uh, I think it's a a lot about self-discipline. Are you in a relationship now, or are you single? Yeah, I'm, I'm in a relationship, yeah, probably about a year and a half now. Is he also a wrestler? Yeah, he's also a wrestler. <laughs> oh, I was, I, no, because I was, I was going to say, if he, was, if he wasn't a wrestler, I had a question for that. But I have a question since you both are wrestlers. Um, do you both keep accountable for each other when you eat and work out and, you know, who gets booked to wear or whatnot? Yeah, like, uh, especially when we're together, we usually like, prep our meals together and uh, we kind of keep each other on track. So that's a good thing about uh, dating somebody who understands that lifestyle is because you get to go to the gym together, you get to prep your meals together, and then you get that one cheat day together. So you kind of, yeah, definitely hold each other accountable, which is pretty good, especially if I, I remember I dated somebody who wasn't in the business and he kind of didn't quite understand this lifestyle. Like, it's not one of those things, hey, let's go out to dinner sometime during the week because I can't really do that. Yeah. And somebody who who understands the lifestyle will understand that, you know, that's not something that I'm able to do. So it's it's definitely tough uh, if, if you're not used to it, but uh, that was, I think, one of the, the good things about dating somebody who not one of the good things, there's many good things about dating, <laughs> dating the guy that I'm with, but I like that he understands that. We have that, like, mutual understanding. Um, have you wrestled your boyfriend in the ring in front of a show? Uh, I actually am going to in September. Wow. I think September 3rd? Yeah. Yeah, September 3rd, that Sunday at Inspire. So, everybody look out for it. Oh my god, <laughs> really? He's gonna beat me up. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, that's gotta be some. Yeah. Um, that's legal domestic violence right there. <laughs> I know exactly. That's the good thing about it. We're just gonna have this pent up ammunition. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Um, yeah, I'm excited. So far, being in the wrestling business, um, who have you met that inspired you, and who's been uh, a big supporter of your work? Uh, can I say? Booker T has inspired me because yeah. I, mean, I feel like that's a given. Yeah. But it seems like every time that I have a conversation with him, he he continues to blow my mind, and uh, he'll teach you things. It's it's just things that not not everybody can see. It's like the little thing, the mm-hmm. little things, and that's that's what's huge within wrestling is like those little details because yeah. um, it'll it'll change the entire match. Yeah. Um, but definitely. Uh, Everybody, I think everybody who I've trained with, like Kevin Quinn and and uh, Bryce Benjamin up in, oh, well, he goes by Jesus Bryce now up in Chicago, and then uh, the, the trainers down at Reality of Wrestling, like uh, Gino, Ryan Davidson, JJ Blake, and then Rob Barnes. They're, uh, I, I'm really big on going to different places and training and, and learning as much as I can from so many different minds because I think that's how you get better and it's how you push yourself. And, uh, you can only learn so much from one place, but if you keep going to a bunch of other places and keep continue to, like continuing to learn, it's just it's gonna just broaden your horizons and make you more dynamic in the end. Um, reality of wrestling is huge in Texas, and I think they just they have a CW. They had they're shown on the CW in Texas, right? Yes. Yes, they're really big, and it's almost not. 
you know, it's it's almost like an old school, like world class championship wrestling. I want to say, and you know, I don't want to say is a feeder ground for WWE taking their talents. Like they have their own established talents there, and you know, it's pretty much. You know, the way, I don't want to say it's ECW, but it's almost like, you know, they have their core talent. They have their core wrestlers. Um, do you feel um, later on in life, um, r- um, reality of wrestling is just going to be there for X amount of years until you move on? Or do you see yourself being like a mainstay there and earning, you know, being, you know, a franchise star of reality wrestling? like to be a franchise star there because I think that's the one thing I really like about that place or not I keep saying the one thing but I know there's like many things <laughs> but I, I like most that they don't feel the need to bring in some name in order to draw yeah like we we're taking the time to build up our own our own talent mm-hmm. and you know that's I, I see that a lot with uh, a lot of companies nowadays it's it's always the same super shows like in every town i'm like these same people are getting booked and there's so there's so much talent out there that they're not even using the the guy down the street trying to build him up they'd rather just bring in people that are you know make it their own super show exactly and it's it's definitely harder to do to build up their own talent but it it brings fans back Mm -hmm. you know it, it they they invest the time in in the actual the star that's being built up and there's storylines and it's not just, Hey, come see this match. And they're, they're, I don't want to say they're pointless matches, but it's just a match. Mm -hmm. They're just, it's just the card that's drawn together. So that's the thing that I really like about reality, reality of wrestling. And that's why I'd like to stay there long term is because they take the time to build up their talent that they already have. You know, I know Booker T is involved, but tell the people out there how much involved is Booker T with reality of wrestling. He's always there and he's consistent. Yeah, he's always there. And that man like never sleeps. And I mean, never like he he, um especially i mean him being on raw now he's not there on mondays but he'll he'll come in like many times during the week and he's the type we just got a new building so he'll be there painting he's there sweeping he's there cleaning and then he takes the time to uh come back to training and we put on practice matches for him we have film study he's at every show uh it's just he's so hands-on and he'll actually take the time, especially if you take the time to show that you care about this, he'll take even more time with you. So he matches whatever effort you put in, and and then he'll go above and beyond if he knows that you're serious about this. So he'll he'll definitely put his uh, his neck out for you, and uh, it's it's just crazy what I've learned since I've been there in so little time. Oh. Um, if anybody hasn't seen you wrestle, how would you best describe your in-ring style? Oh, that's a good question. I've never had that question. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I, I want to say technical, but I think that's because I love technical wrestling so much. I don't think I'm at all good at it, but yeah. I want that's one area that I want to excel in so bad because I'm obsessed with technical wrestling. So I, I would say technical, but I'm I'm not where I I want to be at. But I'm definitely I'm definitely working towards it oh what type of match do you enjoy the most you like tag team uh, uh singles or i don't know if you had three-way dances yet but um what type of matches do you enjoy uh i think singles just mm-hmm. one-on-one okay tell me a story mm-hmm. i don't need any type of stipulation i don't 
Uh, I, I enjoy tag teams too, but I, I love just a one-on-one, uh, one-on-one match. I think a singles match is the best way to do it and the, the best way to tell a story, in my opinion, because I love those simple matches. Because it can be the simplest match, but it can mean the entire world to some fan. You know? Yeah. Um, how many places have you wrestled at besides reality of wrestling? Oh, God. Um, I don't think it's been that many, to be honest. I think it's it's definitely... Uh, I would say under 40. Under 40? All right. Yeah, because I've only... I think I've only been working matches for about... Uh, 15 months. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I'm, and a lot of the companies I work for are uh, companies that I go back to. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say probably roughly 40 or even less than that. Okay. Um, If you couldn't be wrestling, like let's say if this didn't pan out for you, did you have a plan B? What would you be doing? plan B. Wow. But I okay. have my degree and uh, a reason why I moved back up to Chicago is because I'm going to get my master's degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even my degree goes hand in hand with wrestling. I went to school for marketing and public relations and that's solely just so I can learn how to market myself more. Oh, really? And I know I have my degree that I could fall back on and I know I can't wrestle forever but even when I God forbid am done wrestling I still want to do something within wrestling whether that be whether that is uh you know on a marketing team for a wrestling company or you know a pr team i i still want to be involved in wrestling any way i can oh did you have a memorable moment so far in your early career wrestling something that's unforgettable as of yet uh, i think my first match because oh, <laughs> my first match ever i won uh i won the championship at bookers yeah and that like words can't explain that because I had been training for like two and a half years and I finally had my first match and then I won the title in it. So I think uh, there's no words to explain that. Oh, so your debut, you won the title? Yes. Wow. (laughs) It was amazing. Yeah, I was bawling my eyes out. I couldn't even sleep the night before. I think I got like 40 minutes of sleep. Wow. It was almost like a Gail Kim when she debuted on WWE wins the title automatically. That's crazy. Right, yeah. Um, you, um, I, I know you're going to be participating in the sabotage event soon. Um, how did you get in, how did you get involved in it? Who contacted you and, you know, what made you accept? Um, so I was contacted, I actually, I worked, uh, Thunder Rosa in, I think it was like my fourth or fifth match mm-hmm. and she, she really took care of me and I think she, she gained some respect for me because she saw that, uh, that I'm, I'm hardworking and I actually, I care about this business. So ever since then we've kind of, we've just clicked and she's become like one of my really good friends. And, uh, she's, I know she's in California right now, but I think they're moving to Texas. And, yeah. uh, they've been looking for, for women in Texas that uh, can work. And I think women's wrestling in Texas, especially is just growing and growing. So, uh, yeah, her and, uh, and uh, Mr. Cervantes, they uh, they contacted me about working their show in October, so I'm definitely excited about that. Well, I've been hearing like amazing things about their shows, and it's it's uh, it's gonna be good. Um, anybody you haven't worked with in the sabotage event or any event that you really are dying to get in the ring with? Uh, 
Well, I always... <laughs> okay, somebody who I haven't worked, okay. Uh, I want to work Jessica James. Jessica James? Uh, okay. I don't think she's working at those shows. I'm just thinking of Texas right now, but um, let's see, because I've worked Alley Cat, Delilah Doom, and then uh, Miranda, Hyun, and Thunder Rosa, but I would love to work all of them again. And... Uh, I would say maybe uh, Christy James. I've been hearing a lot about her, and uh, I think she's she's doing pretty well for herself. And uh, I would definitely like to get in the ring with her. Have you had any regrets in life? Uh, no, I actually haven't. I'm I'm quick to answer that one because I don't think people should have regrets in life because it's uh, even if you. Uh, kind of upset about something in your life I think you learn from it so I don't think people should have regrets it's at some point it's what you wanted and uh even if it doesn't go the way you planned you definitely are able to learn from it and grow um what the future holds for Kylie Ray where do you see yourself like in five years in five years uh I want to still be wrestling and I see I don't like actually setting goals to a date mm-hmm. because then I feel like if you don't meet those goals it's I know it pushes you but I'm more so I just want to keep wrestling okay. like, I just want to keep having mass matches my goals are you know wrestling tonight wrestling tomorrow wrestling next weekend so mm-hmm. uh wherever I'm at I I can say that one day I hope to go to Japan one day mm-hmm. I hope to be in the WWE uh, one day I hope to go to Ring of Honor. Yeah. One day I hope to go to TNA. But I uh, I don't want to put timestamps on anything. Yeah. So I would just say that uh, I want to wrestle anywhere and everywhere that I can. Oh. And what what is the secret to killer abs? <laughs> Lay off the sweets. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's all I can say. I don't even. I barely have abs. It's only on a good day when I I'm flexing really hard. So don't let the <laughs> Lighting, <laughs> um. So um. So far, um. What has what has made you most happy in life? Just um achieving your goals and doing what you love to do in life as being a wrestler. Yeah, I think uh, every match that I have is just me uh, achieving my goals. Uh, I when I first got in, that was always my dream is just having a wrestling match, and that's still my dream. Like to this day like every match that I have is me achieving my dreams and uh it's getting better I don't want to be the best I always want to be better yeah um, so I feel like if, if you if you are the best then that's when you should stop but I, I think that you should always be learning because wrestling is if you know everything then why are you still doing it yeah. so I just I always want to be better alright um and my final question for you is what would the Kylie of today tell the Kylie of yesterday Don't let life get you down. I would say stay positive and think how far you've come. Don't think about how far you still have to go. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Kylie. Um, Kylie, um, what dates you have coming up? Um, plug your social media. Plug your upcoming wrestling events. Plug anything you want to plug. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So you can find me on Instagram and Twitter uh, at I am Kylie Ray. I'm actually coming out with new t-shirt soon so i have that uh that on the back the ad i am kylie ray i got a uh, freelance tonight i got oh well i don't know if this will come out but okay so that one will be in the past but uh, i got 
I'm working Tessa Blanchard August 24th out in Rosemont, uh, so that'll be fun. And then our big summer champions uh, show down in uh, Texas City, Texas for Reality of Wrestling is August 12th. Uh, let's see, Sabotage is not till October October 13th, I believe, so uh, that's in Austin, Texas, but stay tuned, I got a, a few more dates coming up, but you can find that on my social media. Uh, Kylie, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. We'll love to talk to you talk to you again down the road in a couple of months or a year or so and just see where you're at from there. Yes, definitely. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Everybody, that was the sensation, Miss Kylie Ray. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks. Thank you.